Hey guys, this is Brendan. We've got a great topic for you today that Craig brought to my attention. It's called your force number and it's in relation to your deadlifting in the gym. And in this one, we're going to talk about not only how do you calculate it, but how do you use this as an anchor point for you to shoot for just as we have FTP goals, VO2 max interval goals, you know, different wattages and metrics and everything in the gym sometimes people just go and they're just lifting and this really helps you stay focused the one thing i want to point out is don't just start deadlifting and we talk about this about how all your secondary and tertiary lifts are still very very important and you want to incorporate those in your weekly routine so we have a bunch of blogs on this we talk about it a lot we're huge proponents of lifting heavy in the gym just the strength gains the injury prevention the hormonal health benefits every 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 everything that makes you a stronger cyclist and better overall athlete so enjoy this one craig thanks for the awesome topic yeah i mean i think we're all so data driven i think having something that is a data point in the weight room um, can be really beneficial, um, just as you know, an FTP number can be applicable on your on your writing. Mm-hmm. So, what is the force number? And I'll post the article that you found this in. And then you had said mine was over. What was mine? Because I think you did the math wrong. So let's take a, a three rep, a three rep max. Three thirty five, I think. Let me double check. So 325 with the force number, you're doing a three rep max as opposed to a one rep max. So Flaherty says to divide by 0.9 to establish your one rep max, which for you would be 360. Okay. You don't have to go out and you don't have to go out and do 360 um, because it's safer to do a three rep max because it's more controllable, but it's a pretty good estimate if you were to do a one rep max. I don't think I could do 360. Dude, like when I, I mean, when I looked at 335, that was three and done. It, my day was over. I think, I think in my notes, it was, (laughs) oh no, maybe I failed the third one. I might be 315. Let's say 315, uh, 315 though, I did five by three. So that doesn't seem like I should, that's not three rep max. We'll say 325, but I, oh, I think I failed the third set. Failed the third set and toast. It was game over. So I, I came to the same conclusion as you did. Like, okay, I did this three rep max, but it's suggesting this would be my one rep. I don't think so. So I've massaged it as it's a three by three. I need to do three sets of three and that's my three rep max. So I came pretty damn close. I failed the third yeah. one. So I'm going to say 320. It's 360. All right. So okay. 360. We took your three. And the, see, this is just like FTP. You've had that number too. It's like, do I have to take 95% of that or can I just take 100 but at least it gives it, it it puts a flag in the ground for you to work from. And and that's what matters. So three six or three twenty-five divided by 0.9 gets you to 360 for one rep max. Awesome. Um and then um divided by your weight in pounds. 183. So force number 1.97. Right and that's there. pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I think anything, I mean, two two is my target. Um, you know, I mean, if you're a middle linebacker for the Kansas city chiefs. I mean, that's no good, but you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's no good. Let's talk about though. So we're going to post this article that everybody can watch. I should have started a time where we got like eight minutes left. Um, that why do they want to have this number? And I think, do we, 
you know, guys, if you're watching this and you're not into lifting, this video might be more down the road for you because you first need to understand the benefits, the basic benefits of lifting. I think people that are in the gym and are doing squat and you heard Chris Delastag, he's always like, people like squat, squat, squat. They forget like do the deadlift, do these other tertiary lifts. We're lifting to become a full body athlete. So don't go in and just do deadlifts, but we're becoming a full body athlete. So not only you can push the pedals harder longer if you are strong and the deadlift is the most comprehensive when you get into it. And I, I hate to say this, this sounds so, I don't want to use the term broish because I don't, I don't want to make fun of people that like are really broy. but Patrick Wally gave me this tank top for Florida. And I'm like, I'm going to rock this to the gym, like try and fit in a little bit. When you're deadlifting in a tank top, you see your arms, like everything just starting to like shred out. I was like, yo, I can get into this. And that made me really realize it was able to visualize how full body that is. Like my core gets shredded from deadlifting, especially like lower core of the V. It's not your little flutter kicks. It's lifting really heavy stuff. But I think that this force number, I think you're dead on, man. Having, putting the, the flag in the ground, like when I was doing 275 or something, I'm like, oh, that, this is pretty good. And then I was like, wait, that number kind of sucks. Like I really, okay. It also gives you the confidence that if you're growing in lifting the right way in the right type of progression in a safe way, that, that, that people are lifting much more than you. I was like, is this safe to be lifting this much weight? And Patrick was like, dude, you're not lifting that much weight. So I think it, it, I think it's super helpful. What number should we, are we trying to give people? So what's your force number? Um, so I'm at 1.8 right okay. now. So um 245 is what my three by three max is so okay. 245 divided by 0.9 gets me to 272 and then dividing that by 150 puts me at 1.81 cool. and then i'm starting to do a, a high handle deadlift with so so i'm a little i'm not so low at the starting point okay okay and I'm not doing the eccentric movement. So I'm a little higher because I'm on the drop pads now. Yes. So I'm doing, let's say three quarters deadlift and I can lift more. So I'm 270 on, on that on a three by three. What is, is that a, that's not a, called a rack pull, is it? No, that's different. That's the, that's pulling off the rack. I think Chris was mentioning something about this, like on mats, or maybe I was looking through somebody's Instagram and they were talking about that. It's interesting. I think the the trap bar is so beneficial. And does uh, what you call it? The guy Flaherty. Flaherty. He uses trap bar, right? Yes. Yeah. I just the safety, like it feels so much better. Um, I'm very. I love the people's home gyms in our uh, evoke WhatsApp group. Everyone's like posting their pictures. And I was like, Oh my God, I want that. And Jay, Jay, you burned me, man. He's like, yo dude, going to the gym is not cool. Everybody's got a home gym. And I'm like, this is my box. <laughs> There's no place for a gym and Cooley ain't having gym equipment hanging out. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so maybe in North Carolina, I've thought about would I build a gym because having the home dojo you can't beat that. I mean, beat it. and I do think that the, 
like it's changed for me here. I've started to shift people's lifting to endurance days because the intervals are getting harder, especially I got some guys in Texas doing a race in three weeks. You've got one of them, uh, two weeks maybe. And I think now everyone's seeing that, okay, potentiation's cool. I personally see that more for track guys and people not doing a three hour road race or even a two hour thing. I was starting to feel fatigued at the end, like my third set of intervals when lifting and I want to have every ounce of energy to to really get that envelope pushed so shifting things to endurance days but because in Florida here if you want to get up north to do intervals there's like just the way the towns are laid out and stuff you got to leave early I really try to be on the road by 6 30 so if you're lifting it's almost impossible even if you're there at five by the time I get back like you leave at 7.15, it's a totally different traffic pattern. So when I went the other day and lifted after endurance, it was different. There's definitely something different going on. And I didn't try to max out. Uh, I did. I tried to go as heavy as I could safely. And I was like, okay, I'm going to back down a little bit. I just rode four hours. But it was like, I was surprised how strong I could still pull some stuff. Um so I'm curious to see, like, I'm finagling with that in my head, like, how am I going to do this? But I might just have to lift after, uh, especially on the weekends, because the gym doesn't open until six. So, so we, we've been, you know, I've been following the discussion on potentiation and and the different people you've, you've had on interviews and, and then where they've been fitting in, not only in your workouts, but where you're putting them in on mine. Mm-hmm. It was pre-intervals mm-hmm. and um, you know, I definitely felt I described that opening up feeling in a, on a tempo ride. But then I think when we got into the intervals, it was just too much. Like I couldn't finish those last those last couple reps uh, on the bike. I'm talking about. Yeah. So then we moved them to endurance and uh, pre endurance workouts. But now I'm hearing you talk a little bit about post endurance. Um, I still I think pre endurance would be better. It's just because I'm here and I got to get on the road. Um, because of the fact like you're going to, if you're still trying to lift and make gains, like you're, you want all the energy for that. You don't need all the energy for endurance riding. Um, I don't think I'll be able to make as many gains. I might be going into like a long-term maintenance mode or I have to cut the endurance ride down. But right now I can't, I don't want to do that because I'm working with Tom Bell, my coach, and we've talked about doing like a super mega high volume he's had, and I don't want to spoil this next podcast that we're going to talk about, uh, where, how to address VO2 max through high volume. What do you really need to increase VO2 max? And I'm going to have him share. Um, he's always been like shredder in the XC mountain bike competitions. That's where he won his national championship. Um, he went into hill climb season, which is much more of this anaerobic two to five minute all out effort. And just what he learned about himself through that process is really interesting. And he's like, dude, we're very actually similar athletes in how we've trained. And he's like, I think there's some gains to be made for you down the road. But what we need to do is go through just like super high volume. So we're over the 10 minute mark. We're at 15 minutes, but I think this is a good one. So force number, let's wrap this up. I think as you're going through the gym, do do people have goals? I usually am just like, well, I'm just going to keep trying to lift heavy. I think finding a force number, read through this article that we'll post. It's a good way, as Craig said, put a flag in the ground. It's something to shoot for. But obviously, 
you can shoot for an FTP and go crazy and not hurt yourself in the gym. You're much more able to hurt yourself. So if you don't know what you're doing, get a lifting coach, go work with somebody for a little while. There's tons of benefit to that. What would you add as your closing thoughts? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, just like how we are with our FTP, we just don't go out and ride threshold every day. We wouldn't do the same thing in the gym. We wouldn't just go and do three by three max deadlift every every day. We're going to do all those secondary and tertiary lifts and, and um, stabilization lifts. But we do need to circle back every three or four weeks, just like we would on our regeneration week and say, okay, what can I lift now? Is it is it five pounds more than I did three or four weeks ago, you know? And, and so that data point, now it has some teeth to it because you're, you're basing and structuring your whole gym routine and workout into driving that number up, just like we would out on the road. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it helps us stay on, on target. If you're getting weaker at the deadlift, something else is breaking down uh, in the gym um, or maybe in your nutrition or something, you know, just like if we saw our power numbers going down, we would, we would, we would dig into it. And that's a really good point that there's a guy, it's not on Alan Thrall's page, but I forget. Uh, it actually might've been in um, Athlete X, this huge Jack dude was talking about tertiary lifts that he does. He's doing the high pulls and showing people how to do high pulls. And he's like, <laughs> I thought these were like, he's like, you don't use crazy heavy weights. And he goes, I stopped doing them and my deadlift started going down. And he's like, I couldn't figure it out until the guy that was either his coach or that he lived with was like, dude, are you still not doing all those small lifts? And he's like, no. And he's like, how is this little smaller weight going to help me lift this massive weight? And I'm like, dude, it's all the other little muscles, tendons, like you got to keep everything kind of well-oiled and lifting. So it was an interesting point. So Awesome. Well, guys, everybody comment below. If you're doing a force number, what is your force number? What kind of gains are you making in the gym? And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks, Craig. Great topic. Thanks. Sounds good.